0: Welcome to the Colorful Clipboard where we discuss the building blocks of making dough in childcare. I'm Kate and I'm Carrie. Welcome back to Colorful Clipboard and we are so excited to talk to you today about being dramatic.
1: <laughs> I have a lot of experience with this having been, you know, a theater person, you know, since I was like what 15? So is that what we're talking about?
0: No. <laughs> what? So, uh, so, you know, I'm sorry. I, I, started, I, I started laughing at myself because I was trying to be dramatic, and then that, I don't know, that's not me. So today, as we talk about dramatic, we're going to be talking about dramatic play and uh, kind of what that means, how to uh, make that... Uh, a key component within your program, and again, kind of sticking with what's happening currently in our society. I also want to kind of make sure that we talk about some of that diversity, equity, and inclusion opportunities within our dramatic play. So, for those who may not know or have maybe a small dramatic play uh, section in their room, give us a little introduction, Carrie. Maybe even what people should have as the basics.
1: Well. So the traditional is to have a play kitchen, right? You have a table, you have something that functions as a countertop or a stove or a sink. Some programs have all three. They may also have a refrigerator. The table, of course, has chairs. There's probably a baby doll involved, um, and there might be dress-up clothes. So that's the what most people have in their head about what should be in dramatic play, which drives me a little crazy because it's so close ended. It should be much more open-ended than that, in my opinion, because the point. Okay.
0: So how, what are some easy ways to make it open-ended or for maybe those of us who are, you know, kind of, I don't want to say controlling, but (laughs) (laughs) we like to have open-ended is something we struggle with. So one of the things I know I've seen are even notebooks with pictures of different careers or different careers around different holidays or different times of the year to encourage to encourage a theme of within the dramatic play. Does that yeah. make sense? Am I saying I mean,
1: that right? So the easiest thing to do is to just change out the props that you have in that space. And maybe move the furniture a little bit. It doesn't take a whole lot of work to make a kitchen into an ice cream parlor. Oh, I love that idea. Or a tea party. Right. Or, yeah, or even a coffee shop, right? It doesn't take a whole lot to add to that. You just need a couple of aprons for the person who's going to be behind the counter. Maybe some hats for the ice cream. A lot of ice cream places have some sort of hat. Um, And then... um, You might, if you're doing a coffee shop, you might, you know, ask the local coffee shop, can we have like four (laughs) of your um, disposable cups and then you hot glue it together and um, that plastic cup lid can be disinfected? The paper part can't be um, with, well, it can be. You have to spray it with rubbing alcohol instead of spraying it with bleach. Because if you spray it with bleach, you can do that like twice. <laughs> um, so you just have to use a well, different what's sanitizer. what's really
0: nice, though, is, I mean, probably every parent in the world has a few um, branded coffee mugs that are plastic. I mean, I probably got six right now in my cupboard. Yeah. So, I mean, another great way to um, include your parents into the development. But if we're going to be talking about any of these, what would be some things? Oh, excuse me. If you're wanting to demonstrate that you as a program, as a director, even teachers truly understand how to make this dramatic play, inclusive and equitable. What might be some things that you could do in any one of the examples you just used related to the kitchen to make sure that all of the kids in your classroom know that it's designed for all of the kids in the classroom?
1: Well, you should have both girl baby dolls and boy baby dolls, and you should have them in different colors. Now, you don't have to have 27 baby dolls out at a time you can rotate through and have two in at a time one boy one girl one is anglo the other is hispan you know has hispanic or native american color skin color um and then the next time you swap it out maybe there's an african-american baby and an asian baby you know you're just showing some diversity that way um and if you're using it just as a kitchen Ask the parents what foods they keep in their cupboard and refrigerator, and then ask them to bring you the empty containers. So if the family, if four families are like, we are all about mac and cheese, be like, cool, please bring me an empty mac and cheese container. Um, You know, the box, if they're making box mac and cheese, or those tubs, if they're using Easy Mac, then you bring it in and you prep it and make it ready to be used in the classroom so that typically if it's a paper box you stuff it with something and then you wrap it in clear contact paper again so it can be disinfected and will last longer than a day. Um, So I think
0: those are two elements. Were there other things that you were thinking about there? Well I'm, I'm specifically thinking and again Uh, Not every kid gravitates this way and not every kid sees this. And a lot of times, uh, you know, if the kids only see one gender in the kitchen, especially if it's a kitchen or even if it's a restaurant, um, you know, how do we help uh, both the, the young boys and the young girls in the classroom see that everybody should be in the kitchen and that everybody has
1: I think part of that
0: is the story choices
1: that you may have during circle time, Mm -hmm. Um, but also having pictures up of famous chefs who are different colors, different genders, et cetera, when you're doing a um, restaurant version of your dramatic play.
0: So that is an awesome thing to bring up. And I'm glad that you did because I think that uh, in the programs I've visited, especially recently, the the dramatic play area is often I'm going to use the term naked, right? Like the walls don't get into the theme, and they definitely don't get into setting um, or, or giving examples. Yeah, I mean I I don't and, and so understand. I love that. Or they do it, but they do it at the adult height. That's the one that yeah, always cracks like, me up. Are these awesome posters that I get to see perfectly as an adult? I'm like, so as a kid, I see maybe the shirt the person's wearing. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I mean, and the whole point of dramatic play is for children to be able to try to figure out what is going on in the world. And so people start with a home center because most people have a home, but not every child has a home. Some children live in cars and some children live in you know communal housing for you know families of you know abuse survivors or um families who are moving from homelessness back into being housed so we have this thought that we have to set it up as a home center because everyone has a home but they don't and so we're excluding kids yeah. just doing that and we always talk about a house well more people live in apartments than live in houses
0: you know that is such a great point you know we think about this concept that you're just that you're bringing up sometimes as teachers and directors and other times we totally forget because we don't always Really, do the true inventory of the kids in our class, and so, you know, when we were talking about even the color of the baby dolls, well, you know, obviously look at the kids in your class, and, and the and the and the parents. But you're gonna see people who are different
1: color, even if everybody in your center is a person who has their own single household and they're all the same color. There, it's still important for the children to work through what it means. To play with a black baby or to play with a white baby, you know, they, they need to interact with people of different skin colors, even if the only way they're doing it is through baby dolls.
0: So it's not just... Well, and that comes back to the stories that you were talking about, too, and and the diversities that we're reading, you know, as every family... The mom, dad, and two kids, right. you know, I mean, you know, how many stories have you read that are single parents, have same-sex parents, again, you've got to know your market, and you've got to know your family. Or families, grandparents
1: raising grandchildren.
0: Grandparents, yep. Big families, little families, families on the road. Um, yeah, I mean. Uh, some by choice, you know. Right. And so I think,
1: because you mentioned, you know, taking into account what's happening in the world right now. And more families are experiencing homelessness than were a year ago. And so I I don't know exactly how you incorporate it, but if you're only ever doing a home center and it's always based on a freestanding house, then you are missing the boat
0: for most humans. (laughs) Most humans on the planet don't live in a freestanding house. Right. So you gave the example of the kitchen being the primary one. And to me, one of the very first uh, dramatic play centers or what comes to my mind initially, which was really funny, are all the career uh, dress up kind of things. And I realize that with COVID, things are probably a little different in most programs. So we're going to go outside of COVID.
1: (laughs) Well, and I find it funny that they're having it's a house, but yet people put out firefighter gear. Who wears firefighter gear in their kitchen? No one. Well,
0: well, what I'm saying is, yeah, I mean, so a lot of times, you know, in my head, dramatic play is all about just that, more of the dress up and that kind of thing. And not necessarily the kitchen, but I do remember having kids one time play firefighter putting out somebody's kitchen fire. Yeah, and I think
1: there's ways to incorporate it. Again, I'm not suggesting that everybody has to throw away their little Tykes kitchen set if that's what you have. Um, I think what is more helpful long term is to actually have wooden furniture that can be multi-purpose um and if you don't have that and then I would start talking to your parents and find out who's a woodworker and if you don't have any parents who are woodworker then that's the next thing you look for in potential clients
0: (laughs) well you know what so one of the things that I saw at a program that I thought was just very was just great was using one of the short bookshelves yep and they literally had it looked like placemats that they had taped on and the placemats they were burners or they were different kinds of things. And so they just made a bookcase, the, the, the stovetop. And then another part of the bookcase, because of the way they had the food lined up, they made the refrigerator and it was a very, um, to me, it was a very easy center to manipulate what it was. It didn't have to be, this is the kitchen. And so it was real easy to flip out, Mike, um, when my kids were younger, we did tons and tons of children's museums right? and children's museums because of the pure volume of people that come through those spaces, you know, have lots of these different components. And so uh, definitely where I saw some of the more um, <laughs> easy to, transitionable. Yeah um, types of spaces. And, but to me, it was also one of those, that would be so easy to put into a childcare center, but in childcare centers, we have a tendency to get stuck with the stereotype of you need to have a kitchen. Yeah.
1: And like I said, I'm not saying throw it out. I'm saying have in your, you know, maybe couple year vision instead having the wooden ones where you can use again, these, I keep trying to come up with what are the great uses for those circuit um, vinyl cutting things. Oh, the crickets, the cricket. crickets. Like a cricket? Um, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that a great one is if you've gotten the, you've got those wooden shelves, you know, and you can get one that's horizontal and then another one that's vertical. And yes, sometimes it's a refrigerator and some, t- and you know, stove and sink, and sometimes it's other things. And so you could have pieces of lightweight hardy board that you put the cricket circles for you know the red ones for when it's a stove top Um, and then when instead it's a kitchen counter I mean not a kitchen counter an ice cream counter you've got pictures of different you know buckets of ice cream in there Um, or you know you don't have anything on the top and they have to go under um, and get it or there might be you know a printout of the the menu at the ice cream store that you've laminated and you're you've just kind of used packing tape to attach it to the top of the shelf um but you can use
0: things that don't have anything to do with food I I love where you're going how often should people change out these centers I mean I I mean I don't know
1: okay so what I asked my teachers to do which does not mean I got 100% compliance by any means but I asked them to change it every two weeks (laughs) Which meant that they had to have 26 rotations in the year, but it could be it's kitchen this week, it's a firehouse next week, it's a kitchen the third week, <laughs> it's an ice cream parlor um, the fourth week, then it's a farm the the next week. So it can it can go back to a kitchen every other time. Uh, so you really only need 13 different. Ideas, And you don't even have to have that many. You could have half that and rotate it through it. But I think things like if people have not had dramatic play set up as a doctor's office during the year of COVID, shame on them. Because how are the kids going to work through how scary COVID is if they don't get to practice? If they don't get to practice being doctors and being patients? um i I did I had teachers who would have no problem doing a vet's office um but they had a much harder time. the teachers had a harder time doing for some reason the doctor's office and I don't really understand why they had a harder time um but kids have to practice what they see around them, and yes, your animal might get hurt and you have to take them to a vet or they might get sick and you have to take them to a vet. But so may your family members <laughs> um, or you yourself.
0: Yep. Yeah. I mean, I love the, I mean, I love all the examples that you're giving. I think that it would be great for those listeners who are listening to today's podcast to, um, you know, send us your comments, send us your examples, maybe your favorite Um, also, you know, when we talk about dramatic play, um, some people, um, also do the dress up and maybe they're right next to each other. Maybe they're coordinated. Um, you might then pull it back into, I loved your story time examples. Um, I, it's a way to bring a theme throughout your entire space. Yeah.
1: And it can go outside also. I never understood why all people kept all their dress up clothes inside. You have a two story structure Why not have that be the firehouse?
0: (laughs) Um, And then you get some of that. I mean, I could see how, you know, hard hats. I mean, even if it's just hats. Yeah. Because, you know, you can find plastic cowboy hats and you can find, you know, things that are plastic that could handle maybe some of the outside wear. Um, raincoats, um, you know, e- you know, you could be a fisherman, you know, I, you know, they may not depending, especially if you're in Texas, you may have to get pictures of what an Olympic, an Olympic, an Alaskan, you know, fisherman wears, but you know, big yellow coats. I mean, all of that could be so much fun. And, and
1: again, you're tying it into the curriculum. So, um, you know, in the outside spring, circus. in the spring, what are some topics that people might have? So you might have be doing a unit on butterflies, right, um, or insects in general. And so you can take outside the dramatic play stuff or get some borrowed dramatic play stuff for a beekeeper's outfit and some butterfly nets and you know talk about what does an entomologist do
0: well and making making wings and dressing up as a butterfly or you know and running around um, the, the playground as a... a
1: butterfly don't have them run around the classroom as a butterfly you'll never get them to stop
0: <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, personal that's outside. experience
1: there <laughs> they cannot wear the wings inside the wings are for outside <laughs>
0: Yep. You could definitely do circuses. You can do uh, birds, making birds nests outside are a lot of fun. Um, again, you can always, always I always love the one, um, uh, a program that I visited one time was always into cardboard. And so they always had these big signs that if you're getting a big uh, appliance or whatever, um, they did this, they really pushed it in the spring and again around Christmas um, to bring them your, your big boxes um, because they loved doing castles and, and those rockets. Kinds of...
1: It's an excellent rocket.
0: And, 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 what's great about those great big boxes is they are much better done outside. Yep.
1: <laughs> they also make pretty good caves. So if you were doing like, um, you were doing a fairy tale unit, a lot of fairy tales have a cave involved, you know, Aladdin has a cave involved. Um, there's several others that have caves involved. The bear unit also would need a cave because you have to have a place for them to hibernate. So, I mean, we can do dramatic play in lots of different places, but we have to remember what its purpose is. And I'm going to get controversial here. Are you ready? No. (laughs) Okay. But too bad. I don't care. (laughs) I shouldn't have put it that way.
0: You asked. I just felt like I had to give you a controversial answer. (laughs) So,
1: hero play. Or when, you know, back in the 50s, it was called, you know, Cops and Robbers, right? So whether they're playing like they're Ninja Turtles or they're Pokemon and trainers or whether they're playing like they're police officers or whether they're playing like they're in the army or any of those kinds of hero play is dramatic play and it is appropriate. I get. So frustrated when people say, Well, we have no gunplay here at the center. And I'm like, Okay, I understand why you want to pretend that that doesn't exist, but it does. And the children are consuming media where it's happening and they need to process that. And it, you go, Oh, well, that doesn't affect my program. You know, I'm not in one of those neighborhoods. Okay, did any of the kids at your center watch any of the Avengers movies? <laughs> because every Avengers movie, people are shooting guns.
0: So I have a question. I mean, so this sounds like this actually could be probably its whole episode. Should we, do we need to do one that talks about literally everything from cops of robbers to superheroes, to even cowboys and Indians and, and maybe not only acknowledging that it exists, but perhaps how to do some diversity, equity and inclusion in those specific, um, because again, Um, the kids that my kids hung around with would never have thought to have a girl cowboy. Yep. The girls were always the captured Indian. And, you know, yes, my kids are in their 20s. And so it it bugged me even then. And so I would really be interested in getting um, some ideas and sharing them with our directors on... Um, how to, um, shall we say, get excited about including that part in their class?
1: I think so. And, and also talking about how to redirect the behavior into something that is actually helping the kids to process. Because what typically happens right now is that people just shut it down, which means the kids are like, oh, being scared of this is not okay. We can't talk about how we're scared about this. And I don't think that's healthy. I really don't.
0: All right, so I just I just added it to our list. Okay, so we will... So we'll do one on heroes, cops, and cowboys. Okay. Except I um, spelled st- so- cowboys <laughs> wrong. So-, <laughs> um,
1: so make sure that you're providing opportunities for dramatic play. Kids have to do it by acting it out. Adults can do it by watching movies and TV shows and things like that. I have watched more shows that have a very clear, this is a person with superior powers to me or superior resources to me and they're going to make everything right (laughs) over the past year than I have ever watched in the rest of my life because I needed to know that there were people who have more knowledge more skills or more abilities than I do and that they're going to make the world okay so we do it we just do it intellectually. The kids have to do it physically.
0: Thank you so much, Carrie, for uh, bringing us through the drama of the day. (laughs) And with that, hopefully you will uh, tune into next week. And we are so glad that you listen to us at Colorful Clipboard. If you have any questions, ideas, or feedback, uh, email us at hello at colorfulclipboard.com.
1: Thank you for listening to Colorful Clipboards. Connect with us on social media at Colorful Clipboard or send us an email to hello at Colorful Clipboards.
0: Send us your voicemail with your own questions and stories. If you want to keep learning with us, visit Texas Director, where we continue to have seminars, licensing programs, and more. This show has been made by me, Carrie
1: Casey and Kate Young with assistance from Hallie Casey and Marie Young. If you learned something today, share the show.